you go. Alright, we're, we're back and we're on 2 Timothy chapter 2. What verse was that? Verse 15. Verse 15. Go ahead and read it, sir. It says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Did y'all think, how would you study to show yourself approved? How, how would you do that? And how do y'all do that as pastors? How do we do that as pastors? Mm-hmm. Look, I don't know about any other pastor. I can tell you me. When you read the Word of God, I don't care if you read one verse or 500 that day, prayer to me is the key because to rightly divide, to rightly to understand, to have the 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 understanding that is, is meant for the Word, that's not going to come from, from man. That's not going to come from the dictionary. That's going to come from God. Amen. Question? Well, that's kind of a hard question you're asking because the reason why I say that is you can take one verse in one part of the Bible and it's totally contradictory to another verse in another part of the Bible. So when you rightly divide the truth, you take this for what it says and you take that for what it says and then you try to find that common ground why he said this, who was he talking to, the purpose of it, come over here, find out who he was talking to and the purpose of it here, and then try to bring it to a common ground, why he said that, to have a meaning and an understanding of the purpose of that situation, and over here have an understanding of this purpose and who he was talking to, and the reformation from above it, and what he's trying to bring into. Because if you're not careful, you can take the scripture and fight the scripture. You can take the very word of God and divide it. And it's happening today, even in doctrinal issues. It has become a way of doctrine. We hold this verse. Another person will hold this verse. They're not taking the rightly dividing the word of truth. So when you come to a common ground of an understanding that we're all in the same kingdom of God, that's where the trouble is. Because if you don't see this verse for what it means, and we do to a whole heart, but then they'll take this verse and tear down what you believe because you have a different doctrine and you're going to hell and they're not. Now you open up a can of worms with that verse. Well, of course. So rightly dividing the truth is what he's trying to say, that we ought to have a common ground. Amen. And that we should come together as the wholesome word of God, understanding that we're all being called in something a little bit different, but we serve in the same God. We're serving the same body. We're in the same body just because we might see something a little different. Don't give us the right to tear down somebody else because they're not walking where we are or don't see it the way we see it. So therefore, that's not being the common ground. It's not becoming divided. We're holding one scripture over somebody else's scripture. Now, the reason why I say all this, me personally, me, and me and you talked about this. I told you what happened to me on uh, April the 4th on a Monday evening. Uh, I had preached something that morning on Sunday morning and Monday evening. And I'm sitting in that chair at the house and I'm just watching TV, you know, and just relaxing, taking it easy. And all of a sudden I felt the Spirit of God come in that living room and I began to, be, to cry and be broken. And I just become broken. The TV was on, but it's like it wasn't on. I mean, it was there. I could see it, but it's like it wasn't even, I couldn't hear nothing. All I could hear was the Word of God. And as I was listening to God, He told me, He said, you still got flesh behind the pulpit. 
and I broke and cried even more. I become broken. And God began to show me that I was teaching man's doctrine and man's what I've been taught. But it's not the gospel. It's what we hold Amen. to more than the gospel. So we're not <laughs> rightly dividing the truth. There ain't no division there. We hold one verse because this preacher taught me this and this is what I was raised up in and this is the way it is and they're going to hell and they're going to hell because they don't see it my way. So we hold the doctrine and we become more of a Pharisee, should I say, because we don't see we do. it my way we do. and then we are of Christ. And this thing is supposed to be about Christ. And anyway, and he began to like show me in my mind, like my mind went back and I saw sermon, I saw sermon, I saw sermon, I saw sermon. Well, I'd be preaching the gospel and I'd add my doctrine, I'd add my flesh, I'd add what I thought was the truth. And God was showing me, because I'm like, well, when did I do this? How, how did I do this? And all of a sudden God showed me this, 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 and this. You added what you thought was word. You added what you thought was truth. You added this, and I've become even broken more. And I've said, God, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, God. I, I didn't mean to do this. I am so sorry. I, I, and and I, I felt in my spirit just to preach Jesus and leave the rest of it alone. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I know what you, exactly what you're talking about. And I went through that years ago. And when the Lord laid it on your heart to, to give me that tent, that's still awesome, by the way. I know it's been a few years ago, but... Whenever we, the first time I ever was under the tent, I, 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 the the main thing that always just hurts me is that you'll be in a church, and I've been to a ton of different denominations just to visit, yeah. you know, or go with family and stuff like that. And I hear all these different denominations. They'll say just about the same thing, but they'll say, look, go out there and get the drunk, get the prostitute, bring the sinner, but don't bring the Baptist, don't bring the Church of God, don't, you know. And so here it is, the body of Christ is supposed to be one body, it's but, it's, one body. but instead of, but instead we're warring against exactly. each other. it's not right. And so that's why whenever we do the tent revival, I got Monday be this denomination, Tuesday be another denomination, and I do tell the pastors, look, we just gonna preach Jesus Christ and crucified Jesus. That's right. That's about that's about all we agree on is the cross, the resurrection, you know, the sinless life. Stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and but for me, I I don't get offended if someone believes different. I don't either. That's wonderful. I don't either. But they'll be offended at me. I have because yeah. I. I, I, maybe I don't agree with that, but I'm not saying you're going to hell. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, look, they, I believe every denomination that believes in the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, and that Christ is alive and in heaven, you know, just some, the basics, I now, believe they're me, going to heaven. Let me ask you, know? you a question. Out of what you just said, we're trying to reach the lost. We're trying to get them to abound in captivity set free, and we our desire is to see the lost saved. Our desire is to see them come to Jesus. But we're not careful as a religious person, and we want them to become just like us. What? We want them to be just like us. And that's, now, a, that's a major problem because when Jesus was talking, he said, unless you be converted, converted. like one of these little, little children. children. So in other words, his, his disciples, his grown men and women, 
should have a childlike faith. Right. You just believe. He said it will be better for you to hang a millstone about your neck. So this is and be cast into the sea. So this is how serious Jesus was about not talking about other people well, in the faith. He even warned them in one place, and he said they was concerned because we didn't bring no bread. And and then he he had a just blanket plain, you know. Why you? He said, you know, don't don't take no leaven. Leaven leaven the whole lump. You put three measures in, that's going to leaven the whole lump. You put salt in something, you stir it up, salt gets in all the whole thing. And then he said, then they knew that he was talking about their doctrine. The Pharisees. The yeah. Pharisees' doctrine. He was more concerned. Don't let their leaven get in you. Yeah, Be careful. Don't let them put that in you because. And he was now, referring to organized religion. Right. So so now, if we're not careful, let me get back to what I was saying. If we're not, we're trying to reach the loss, we're trying to get them. But, Brother Danny, how are we going to reach the lost as the body of Christ when the body of Christ can't even get along? Amen. How many different the Baptist churches don't even socialize one another? How many UPC Pentecostals don't even socialize because they're division? Each one of them says they're all going to hell but them. They're the only ones. If they don't come to our church, they're going to hell because they have a doctrine. They have a gulp. And that's the problem. The unity of the Spirit is divided. And how are we going to reach them? You think they don't see what we do as a church as a whole? And all these different denominations yeah. can't even get along and fellowship one another. Can't oh, even I, love one another. Oh, I've heard they, won't, they won't even come visit you. Yeah. I, and people have asked me, what's your doctrine? What do you believe? I try to leave it alone. I try to avoid that question totally. Amen. And they'll love me to death until they pinpoint me and ask me a couple of things where I believe. And I tell them, look, this is where I walk. I don't teach this or push this on you. This is just where I walk in. This is who I am. This is what I want to live by. And I don't push this on you. I don't even teach this. And because they found out, they'll cut me loose. And I can honestly walk up and love them and hug their neck and tell them I love them. Right. But they are shunned me when they see me in town now. And I'm thinking, man, what is wrong with this? We're supposed to be the body of Christ. Let We're supposed to be working in the unity of the Spirit. Let me say this. You think about when Paul and all them were walking. When they walked into town, the people, the, the, the organized religion of the day got scared. Yes, sir. You want to know different. why they got scared? Because Paul and them were not divided. No, sir. They was in the unity of the Spirit. They had the Spirit, man. They was, they was walking. There was one gospel. Yes, sir. There's still a, but one they gospel. There's still one gospel. Yeah, look, is there different administrations? Me, I holler and who? The next fellow may not holler and who? Yeah, he may be But it's calm. still the same gospel. Yes, sir. I want to tell you something. Uh, now, I understand some my, things out I'll, there ain't right. I, I do. I tell you what, the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church right down the road here, mm-hmm. boy, I feel so bad I can't remember that preacher's name. But anyway, that man, he preached under the tent one night for us. And he held my attention. And he preached on John 3.16, if I'm not mistaken. He did. But he held my attention. He never hollered. He smiled the whole time and just made some really great points. And that, that man's smile is what I remember the most. And I'm thinking, this is, this is, I love this pastor, you know, because like when I'm preaching, I got this angry face, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to really make this point. And I might have like four or five points to make about that one point I want them when they walk away they can say what he preached on I want them to know because if they walk out and I never had a subject what do they remember you know I don't want to be and I am bad about 
chasing rabbits, but I I tried to stop, you know, but I still chase them. But I I like this man. He I've tried to preach with that smiley face, but somehow another I get to hollering again, and I'm right back to where I was. So I guess I don't know. But I just the Lord called him to preach that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that, and I'm thinking this is. This is a great way to preach and reach people. This man's got the joy the Bible talks yeah. about from behind the pulpit, you know. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, man. And, uh, but I I don't know. I guess, I mean, like, away from the pulpit, I I just want to live life and have fun and play jokes on people. Just just live it up. You know, I ain't, I ain't worried about money. My wife, she's got all my money anyway, so I can't do nothing <laughs> about that, so... To worry about it wouldn't do me no good, but the the thing is, but, but, see, but the thing but is, behind but, the pulpit, but, but though, she pays the bills. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She, you, she don't. You know, she does. She does good. Yeah, she is. She does she great. Does, she does. The only, right. the only you problem ain't is, worry about nothing. You ain't got to worry about the lights being cut off. You ain't no. got to worry about groceries. Well, in if the house. I did, I'd be ruling the money. That's right. So you don't have to worry about that. She, so she yeah. does good at what in, she in does. Thirty four so years. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. In thirty last thirty four years, she. I ain't never had my lights cut no. off. We ain't never had a bounce check. No, she she does so, it all. She but does this it. is the problem. This is what happens. I'm going to tell you about this. When times get lean, Daddy Rabbit's got to be lean. I, I don't get the, 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 the allowance. <laughs> you know, she usually gives me $20 a day, right? I don't get my allowance. And, but, you know, and I can't go a lot of places. Hey. You know what I'm saying? I can't eat out nothing like that. But then I get to looking at her. She's still getting her nails did. She's still eating at Chinese with all her friends. So when times get lean, they get lean on me, not her. You know. So I wonder why that is. I don't know. I guess maybe because I shock her from time to time. You know, <laughs> play some practical jokes. You know, she. You reckon that her getting yeah, even? Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. yeah it is. But but anyway, what I was I'm trying to get back to the subject though, to show thyself study to show thyself approved. Here, here, let's let I want to pinpoint on to God. Look, y'all, I and this is this is me speaking at this moment. There is people out there that probably dislike me for what I stand for, and I'm good with that. But as long as I am approved unto God, it doesn't matter what any other denomination or any other preacher says. Yeah, well, getting away from Doctrine. pastors and denomination, I. Let's just talk about the person that goes to church. Amen. You know, how bad would it be? How embarrassed would you be if you was working at a job and you tell an individual you go to church and you've been going for a long time and say they come to work one day and ask you, say, look, last night I was reading John 3, 16. I've always heard it quoted. I read it, but I don't understand it. Man, how embarrassed would you be as a Christian, as a disciple, as a person that goes to church, if you couldn't explain something so simple? Because Jesus called us disciples. When they first called us Christians, it was as if it was a cuss word. They didn't like Christians because the Christians was all disciples and they was preaching holiness they was preaching that we're no longer under the law and that was really offending a lot of the Jewish culture and but today see them cats knew doctrine they knew that Jesus came to the Jews 
came to his own, his own received him not. So, so today though, it's like I teach Sunday school class, and, and I was teaching at another church, and I would ask a really basic question, and it was like nobody knew the answer. They would, they would speak, you know, but I could tell they wasn't very educated on the Bible. So, what I'm saying is that as disciples, people got in their mind that witnessing and doing all these things is for the preacher, but the Bible says it's for all believers. Amen. And the average Christian, you know, you don't have to be as, as studied up as your pastor. Ain't that going to hurt if you are. But at the same time, you should be able to if someone come up to you and asked you, why do you believe in the Bible? Why why do you say you're saved? Why do you put your trust in Jesus? If you wanted to explain this to a man that was lost, what would you tell him if you didn't know it? Come see my preacher. You know what I mean? So I, I, I believe that everybody in the church should be the word, able to speak. The word disciple. The word disciple describes who we are supposed to be. To be a disciple, you must be able to rightly divide. You must be able to. You must have that workmanship. You must have that that walk with God. To to that people see. People want evidence of salvation all the time. That's what they want to see. Well, show me the evidence. Well, you if you can go to the Bible and tell a tell a lost man, look, the Bible says with a mouth confession to believe in thine heart unto salvation. There is evidence of your discipleship. There is evidence of your walk with God because not everybody knows that. There is a many a person sitting in God's house that has no idea how to tell a lost person to to be saved. Well, y'all, y'all brought up prayer a while ago. What do you think about should should the average Christian yes. know how to pray for other people? Yes. If he doesn't, there's something wrong. Yeah. You think they should know how to pray out loud? They should. Now, Jesus, Jesus told us, don't be on the corner praying like these Pharisees, yes. for they do vain repetitions, and surely they will have their reward. And he tells us to pray in the closet. And what is done in secret, he'll bring to the light. He'll shout it from the rooftop. But when you're praying for somebody else out in public, you don't ever want to make like a big deal about no. it. Lifting your hands. No. And, no. But you just pray very quietly and solemn. Well, I, I've seen people pray for people at, at Lowe's, at Walmart, oh, yeah. at the parking lots. And, and so... I think the average Christian should be able to pray and know what they're praying. Like, you don't want to, like if I was praying Brother Shane, I would ask, Lord, if it be your will to heal him. Because it may not be God's will to heal him. God's will might be that he goes through something and learns from this illness. It might be. You know, so... We have to learn to always pray God's will. Even Jesus in, in the garden said, Lord, let this cup pass before me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. So even Jesus preached the Father's will. Here, here's the thing about praying, and you use the word average Christian. Is that I, the wrong word? Well, no, not, not, 
not the wrong word, but I mean, either you, either you're Christ-like or you're not. Amen. I mean, there's, I, I, and I ain't trying but, to start an argument, but no. I mean, if you're if you call yourself a Christian, you should have a prayer life. You should have a a, a time to sit down and pray and and read the Word of God. And do these things. Do we do it as much as we're supposed to? Anybody that says yes is is probably they they telling a white lie. Because even me as a pastor, I should probably be more advanced in the word than I am. Uh, uh, but we should have that prayer life. We should have that studying. We should have all of that. Whether you be the pastor, whether you be the deacon, or whether you be the back row Baptist, uh, uh, we should have that life. What message can? Is it possible for a person to be saved and not study their Bible like they should or pray like they should? I'm sure it is. But here's the thing. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Whether we want to believe it or not, us to be a true disciple, to love God, take it like this. If you get married, say I got married yesterday. Okay. I married my wife yesterday. You too old to be married. Don't, and don't and me and her never spoke. We never spoke. You wouldn't be married long, would you? You would not be married very long. Mm -hmm. Well, whose fault is it? Is it the pastor's fault for not educating his people? On what? On oh. showing ourselves study to be approved. Yes. Study to show ourselves approved. I yes. said that all backwards. You did. Yeah. Yes. I think we lost Brother Shane. Brother Shane, where you at? Could you could oh. you blame the pastor? Sure you could. You could blame him. Well, my pastor never told me I was supposed to read my Bible. My pastor never told me I was supposed to be a witness. But let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says God once winked in ignorance, but no longer does he wink. <laughs> Brother Shane. Has anybody seen Brother Shane? He's over Huh? He you I can't even read that. I got somebody, somebody, like I got somebody want me to be on the news and speak for the Lord on National Prayer Day, and I'm just Amen. texting them back, letting them know that I'll be there, whatever they need me to do. They want to know if I would speak to the medium uh, about some stuff, so I'm just texting them back right quick if you'll give me just a minute. Y'all go ahead and talk. I'm listening. No, tell us what you text them back. Go on, just bring, bring it to light. So what, what have you got text so far? Whatever you need me to do. <laughs> That's all I'm texting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to text. It took me a while to meet it. It says, "Good morning, Pastor Bird. This is." Hugh. Don't say his name. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, such and such um, uh, wants us to be a part. You heard you want to be a part of National Day Prayer on May the fifth at six o'clock. We will be having a communion with the leaders and pastors at five thirty. If you would be honored, we would be honored if you could stand in for the media and news. We already have nine pastors praying for each uh, yeah. influence. Pastor Brian Cooley will be praying for National yeah. News, stand in with him. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just, I'm just whatever they want me to do, I don't know exactly what it is they're asking me. I'm on the radio right but now. But anyway, they right want now. me to. to well, here, we finna play this song, y'all. Uh, Tell the World by Lil J and the Boys. Let's see if we can find out how to match starter. There we go. Drop the track. Woo! The pretty good right now. Everyone that's listening, I need you to go. 